Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Conversations with John and Lisa. I'm John, and I'm joined by my wife, Lisa, and we are a part of a family of podcasts. We've got The Godmother with Lisa Bevere, and we got Let's Talk About It with sons and daughters. And we are so excited about what we're going to talk about today because we're talking about the difference between isolation and... Solitude. 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 Really important to talk about this. And we've had to actually do some conversations before the program to make sure we were on the same page on this one. But um, And we had a lawnmower and a weed eater. Yeah, we did on our first one. We did. But before we go into um, actually talking about this, Lisa, let's remind everybody to please rate, review, and subscribe to the program, to the podcast, because when you do this, what happens is more people get to hear the podcast. And also, you might get your review read on the program, and that's what you're going to do, Lisa, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Well, so we have a review here from Rebecca M., and this is what she said. She, my husband and I look forward to these episodes. My commute to work is almost an hour and I, wow, that's a long, and I no longer listen to music. I use this time to edify my soul and spirit. It's either these episodes or an audio course on Messenger X. And if you don't know what Messenger X is, it is an app that you can download for free. And it says, if you're reading this, I encourage you to dive into every episode with an open heart and mind for the Holy Spirit to do his work in your life through John and Lisa. We are leaders at our church in New York and aside from fulfilling our, I think it's an aside from filling our lives with the word of God, conversations with John and Lisa plays a huge part of our growth during the week. That's amazing. That's beautiful, Rebecca. Thank you so much for saying that. And thanks for leading the church in New York. Yeah. All right. So today. Some rough soil. We're going to talk about isolation and what was the other? Solitude. Solitude. <laughs> My mind went blank. But I you know, if you look at what happened with the pandemic in the last couple of years, it's just been devastating mm-hmm. for some people. Yeah. They were forced into isolation. Mm-hmm. And psychologists are saying that it created a lot of problems, a lot of PTSD, actually, problems. Yeah. Almost. Anxiety. Yep, anxiety. And financial y- crisis is for a lot of people. They lost their businesses. A lot of people feel like they lost their purpose. Schools closed, churches closed, the community kind of uh, activity centers and hubs were shut down. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at one of the f- worst forms of punishment a person can receive is solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I actually know a person that was put in solitary confinement. They get to come out of that one half hour a day. Yeah. And I'm, I can't even imagine what that person has gone through the past several years that they've been in solitary confinement. So it's almost what happened here because of the epidemic, it created some of these same traumas that these people go through in solitary confinement. Yeah. And we really need to talk about the fact that God created human beings to be in community. He is the one that actually said it's not good that man's alone. Right. And it is so important that we have community and not isolate. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing that I think is overlooked often, and that's what Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 says. It says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. Now, the pandemic put us into a forced isolation. A lot of us didn't like it. But there's actually situations, and it's very frequent, that people isolate themselves. And that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, sometimes isolation is easier. It's easier to be isolated than to go out 
and to connect. It's easier to look at your phone. It's easier to watch Netflix. It's easier to just watch church online. Yeah. And not yeah. go to the community of believers. I mean, yep. Yep. that, you know, the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't believe you're gathering together with the saints when you're watching church online. Well, I mean, I'm thrilled that there's church online I am as too. an option, especially during the pandemic. But I don't think it's a long-term best option. I think it's a great entry into a community so that you can like experience it and then actually go into the actual connection of it. But you know, there is a spiritual discipline called solitude right. and solitude has nothing to do with binge watching, has nothing to do with screens. It has everything to do with sacred space. And I think that a lot of times uh, we confuse inactivity with solitude. Solitude is when we actually separate some time to really make Jesus a focus and just really pause and listen. I mean, we see Jesus doing that. He'd go up in the top of the mountain all night. We would see him go to the wilderness. We would see uh, John the Baptist out in the deserts until the word of the Lord came yeah. to him. We would see Elisha and Elijah both doing it. I mean, this is something that is very much a part of our spiritual discipline. It's very much a part of us growing in our faith. But when people begin to isolate by just binge watching TV, by just looking at social media for hours a day, yeah. I mean, I have been told, Lisa, that statistically, people from the ages of 15 to 25 spend 57.5 hours a week on their screens. Now that is isolating yourself. And according to scripture, you're raging against all wise judgment. So I think the thing is we need to separate the two. We need to say there are times. I, I know when I get up in the morning, I try to get up about an hour and a half before you do. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is because I want to be completely solitude in my time with the Lord. So you actually practice solitude by going outside for a walk. I do. Yeah. And for years and years, I've been walking outside in the morning because... I found, number one, if I was inside and praying on the couch, it would be really easy to go vertical, and, or excuse me, horizontal, and take a nap. I was going to say vertical. Uh, horizontal and take a long nap, like an hour nap. Yeah. And so what I, I did is I started developing a discipline where I just go out, I'd find a remote place, maybe a construction site, maybe a school playground. And when you're out there at 530 in the morning, nobody's there. And I'd walk and I'd pray and I'd talk to the Lord. The other thing I would do is I would go into my office, I'd close the office door, every single morning, turn on the light and read uh, several chapters. It, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's, it's five, six, seven. Mm -hmm. But I would spend that time where I could deeply reflect, deeply ponder, let the Holy Spirit speak to me. That is solitude and that is healthy. And that is what Jesus did. That's what the rest did. However, when you isolate yourself, that's unhealthy. Yeah. And you can be isolated and on social media. Yes. Like that does not like, I mean, of course there's a way to connect on social media, but you know, what are some actually practical ways that people can practice solitude? I know I can think of a couple of things and that is 
I don't turn on my phone first thing in the morning. I know you do because you're always checking how many countries and how many people have signed up on Messenger X, but I want to control what voices come into my life first thing in the morning. Like I, I personally like to pause. I personally, when I'm laying in my bed, I always go through the Our Father in my head before I get up. You know, I think about that practice so that I create sacred space. Yeah. And I think too many people don't know they have the right to have sacred space. They don't know that they have the right to uh, not turn on their phone yet. They don't know they have the right to turn off their phone. I think um, they feel like it has to always be with them. And is it, that's not true, is it? Yeah. I, I, you know, something you don't know, what I do in the morning is, is I right, do... There's something I, I don't do know. I do look, yeah, I do look at Messenger X. Yes. That's, that's not wrong. That's okay. not wrong. Next thing I do is I look at the weather, the current weather. And okay. the reason is I need to know how to dress when I go outside and do my walking and praying. Okay. Then the third thing I do is I just turn on my Bible app yep. and I start reading some scriptures before I even leave the bathroom. And I find that's very... Before he even... Not wait, well, we just... <laughs> yeah, so I'm up in the morning, I'm getting dressed, and I got that in, in our closets in our bathroom. I'm getting dressed, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for... The, and I got, I got that scripture, I'm either reading or I'm listening to it. And then I feel like I'm getting my day going right. So <laughs> you are so cute. I know. This, this, I don't. No. I don't. So hey, I think you just illustrated a point that everybody can do it different. Everybody does it yeah. different, and, and it you just get your rhythm and you go yeah. with it. But you want to have yeah. that time alone with God. Yeah. And I find a lot of people they don't go deep with God, and their relationship stays at a very shallow surface place. Um, I just I've been thinking a lot lately, Lisa, that. There are so many people that they actually just don't read the Bible. And the reason they don't read the Bible is they don't practice solitude, but they do spend a lot of time on their phones. So they practice isolation. I mean, looking at things on their phones. And so one's healthy, one's not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important that everybody would say, hey, I got the privilege of going in to the office or to the throne, however you want to look at it, of the king of the entire universe. Wait, you were saying it was God's office? Sure. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, sure. No, no, the courts. Yes. He, he's yes. saying you can yeah. come into my, I mean, just yeah. think about it yeah. in the sense of. If, if it was your dad. If, if, if somebody that you highly respected, you wanted to learn from said, I'm available whenever you want to see mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> why is it that we yeah. don't make time for him over the other busy things we have to do. I bet we would do it if it was a person that we could go and sit down and talk to that we highly respected. We would make the time for them. Why don't we make the time? I have actually pastor friends, two of them that I can think of. Um, they don't make any appointments. They, do, they refuse to do any breakfast appointments with any church members. They don't make any appointments in the a.m. because that's when they're spending time with God. But yet these pastors are heavily involved in other people's lives because they're not isolated. Right. They're, right. they're, they're practicing solitude. Right. And so I think everybody needs to understand, you know, there are personalities out there that are extroverted that draw strength from being around people. That person has to say, I have to make a space and time for me to be alone with God. Yeah. Then there's persons out there that are more comfortable being introverted by themselves. That person has to say, I have to make time to spend with people. So you actually have to figure out what kind of person you are, and you have to actually go against the grain of what you actually really want to do. I mean, I, I, I'm what you would call an ambervert. 
I yeah. like time alone. I like time with people. But there are times I want to be alone that I think I, 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 in my inside, I know in my heart I'm supposed to be with people. So I have to go against that. Well, I can only imagine for an extrovert or an introvert, it's much harder. Mm. But you literally need to create that discipline to right. say, okay, I'm going to actually do what I don't. So I look at services, and in my history, I look back, you and I, there were times we went, oh, I just don't want to go to church. It's just too much, da 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 and yet we pushed ourselves to do it, and those were some of the greatest services that we received from and also had interaction with fellow believers. And so I think almost sometimes the enemy can get even involved in this. If he knows you're kind of lean towards being an yeah. introvert, he can kind of push on a situation to keep you from going and gathering together with the saints so you can get what God actually wants you to get. Well, and if it's about it being a bother, then I'm the focus. You know, this is a bother to me. You know, like what if God wants me to be a blessing to somebody that's there? True. So I think that it, when we're talking about isolation, that's a self-focus and solitude is a God focus. And that God focus brings a restoration because I've had people say, I don't like, I got to do my self-care. I don't know when I can do my Bible or I don't know when I can pray. And I said, that is self-care. Like that, having that solitude, having whatever that looks like, uh, is, is a form of solitude. And I think too many people don't understand that your soul needs that. Yeah. You know, and if, if that means if you're a young mom and the only solitude, which I was, I'm thinking back to when my, my children were in the household, I feel like my place where God talked to me the most was the shower because that was the only <laughs> place where I was completely alone and no one was around and I was just in a listening posture. So in a place of solitude, you're in a listening posture. I think in a place of isolation, you're in a defensive, you're in a, you know, oh, let's see who I can argue with on social media. What's everybody else saying? You're, you're looking out for your inspiration rather than pausing and letting the Holy Spirit like awaken things inside of you. So I think solitude is different than, definitely different than isolation. Another thing I remember for me, John, um, cause I think, I think both of us are a little bit of extrovert, introvert mix. I remember God saying to me, I am setting you aside in, in a season of alone. And he said, you can either see this as a time out, or you can see this as time with me. And, and we have to make that determination. And I think even with the pandemic that we had, we could all say, people are forcing us to be in isolation, or we could say, we can use this as an opportunity for solitude. Cause we know as Christians that God will cause all things to work together for good. Even if he didn't author it, he can actually flip it around for his people. So when we're called according to his purpose and we say, all right, I mean, I know you and I both were like, well, we're not traveling. We're not traveling for a while. Six but, months of canceled meetings. But we were able to approach people, ministry, and, and how we interacted even with our team differently. And I feel like that brought a lot of really healthy, strong things out of it. So it's awesome. I think the important aspect is for people to learn rhythms. Yeah. Healthy spiritual uh, disciplines yeah. in rhythms. There are times we need to be alone. There are times that we need to be listening. Yeah. So, so this is this is something time else. To rest, I've, time I've, to be I've had to I've had to fight this, and and I think people relate to this. <clears throat> I have been in times where there's a 
there's an earphone in my ear, earphones in my ear constantly. I go to the gym, I'm listening to a podcast. I go to uh, the gym, I'm listening to the Bible. I go on my bike, I've got the Bible playing. I'm in my car, I've got worship music playing. Yet I have felt the Holy Spirit at times saying, where's your pondering time? Yeah. Where's your time to just listen to me? Mm-hmm. And I've had to be really careful to maintain those times. Mm-hmm. And I, but, but, you know, I think what happens is we, we indulge in one area and we neglect other areas. It's more about a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so I have to recognize there's been seasons in my life where praying with people is really a needed thing at the time. And then there's times where I'm like, no, I need to be praying alone. There's times in my life where I'm like, I need to be in a Bible study right now, or no, I need to be reading alone. And it's a healthy balance. And Or you can be both. You can do both. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I mean by healthy balance. Don't heavily rely on one because I see people sometimes and I wonder, do you ever have any solitude time? Because they're constantly interacting with people. It's they're getting up, they got somebody preaching to them, they got a podcast going, they're with groups, they're this, they're this, they collapse in bed, they get up the next day, and I'm just like, okay, when's your when's your kind of solitude? When are you quiet and listening? Well, and I also find when I'm quiet is when I actually really hear some things that I'm hiding from dealing with. Right. Like if I'm just intaking all the time, I'm not listening. Like I'm not listening to what God is speaking to my heart. I'm listening to what maybe he's, it, that's really powerful that he's speaking to other people. But I find when I pause and ponder, which is that whole Selah, like pause and ponder, let it, let it come deep inside of you. Those are the things that shift everything. So we're about to wrap and let's yeah. just, let's just, let's just put a cap on this. Proverbs 18.1, a man or woman who isolates himself seeks their own desire. Now you said it, it's a selfish thing right? Seeking your own desire. It can be. Yeah. And rages against all wise judgment. Mm -hmm. Now listen to those words, rages against all wise judgment. So the wisdom of God says it's not good for man to be alone. And then let's go to the other side. Solitude. Solitude is something Jesus did. If Jesus did it, we need to do it. I mean, there were times when Peter said, the whole city's looking for you. And Jesus said, nope, we're leaving. We're going to go on the road. Right. And or he said, where have you been? Everybody's looking for you. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine that going on the road or where have you been was for Jesus to have time with the Father. Mm-hmm. So that's solitude. And so therefore, in closing, don't feel that you can give permission to the whole world to pull you away from yeah. solitude and time with God. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of... Sometimes you're just going to have to say no when I say the whole world, I'm talking about all your surrounding community. I'm talking about your family, your friends, and people you work with, people you go to church with. There are times you're just going to have to say, no, I need this solitude time so that I cannot be a worn out, tired person. Um, a lot of people say to you and I, here we are, I'm approaching mid-60s almost, and they say, we can't believe how much energy you have. Well, I think one of the things is, is that God very early on taught me the right balance on how to have time alone, how to have time with people. And and therefore, I feel like I've got so much energy and so much youth and vitality still in me. And I think that's what we want to set everybody up for. And that's why we talked about this. Yeah. You know, you have permission to be the gatekeeper of your life. 
Not everybody else gets to overrun your life. You get to edit it and you need to be the gatekeeper. So we want to thank all of you for tuning in. This has been Conversations with John and Lisa. Again, we want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You know, if you do this, what happens is other people get the message. I also want to remind everybody, hey, Messenger X is out there. We are getting almost 2,000 brand new users every single day. It's been downloaded in 226 nations of the world and over 17,000 cities in the world. So people are obviously really benefiting from it. We heard from... Rebecca. Rebecca. And you know, I want to say we're going to be going on a little hiatus uh, conversation. We're going to have a little break yep. so they can listen to us on Messenger X. There's yeah. courses, there's audiobooks, there's short films, there's all sorts of amazing resources on Messenger X. So again, in order to download this 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 app that has over 40 courses on it, it has we have we have uh, people like E.M. Bounds reading, uh, or what's he's not reading it, but somebody's reading say, his how book. How did you get that? Um, the Pursuit of God, A.W. Yeah. Tozier. We've got all of these things on there. So just go to the App Store, type in Messenger X, no space between the R and the X. Or if you got an Android, go to Google Play, do the same. Or if you just have a computer, hey, just go to the website, messengerx.com. Download it. That way you can fill your heart and life with the Word of God, with strong teachings that will build and strengthen you and your family. But until we come back on again, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.